Hey guys, before we start this episode of Coffee with My Ex, we wanted to tell you that we have memberships now on our YouTube channel. That is a way that you can support us and what we do. We have different membership options for you to choose from, and we are so thankful for you to be a part of this journey with us. Cute. Um, I can do that again. More emotion. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> no, that's perfect. I'm Caleb. I'm Haley. And I'm having coffee, coffee with, with my eggs. Oh, we never did the theme song. Maybe for season two. I came up with a little theme song jingle about, I don't know, 16 episodes ago. And we, <laughs> we just never got around. Because then the pandemic happened. And and we had nothing else to do but to record a song. So that doesn't, that right. doesn't do anything. All right. Haley told me that I can't drink water today because it's distracting the viewers. That's No, not the I'm not saying the viewers. I'm saying me. Oh, okay. I'm, I don't like it. Okay. Well, I'm finding my notes here. Haley and I have planned out the next, what, three episodes? Four episodes? No. Yeah, four episodes, and then we have, like, four more episode ideas, which this Ugh, never happens. Like, never it, happens. It's never that, like, what, this is episode 23, and this is never, ha 23, 23 episodes. episodes of us just talking for an I'm hour. Not, like, planning anything out, really. There's maybe, like, one, like, two or three episodes that we planned out. Some of our best ones are the ones that are most chaotic. I know, but I think it just, like, for our soul yeah. is better to, like, just try a little bit. Yeah. It does feel good to try. <laughs> it does feel good to try. Like <laughs> it's like a kid's episode. <laughs> and the moral of the story is just give just, a fuck. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, I'm trying to find the note that you sent me with all of the things in it. Well, you don't ever respond to my text messages. I don't. Haley and I actually just had a fight about this this morning because she claims I don't respond Caleb. to texts. Caleb. Caleb. I, I don't want you to do that. Caleb. Don't get it out. No, it's really bad. Like, look how much you respond. But also, it's so, it's there are so things bad. I send you that you don't respond to. That's not bit. true. That That's is really true. no, C Caleb, because you haven't said anything to me. But I also have so many. But I have the Instagram DMs. And okay, the well, Snapchat. I am your I am your best friend and like your business partner. It's, so I think that I trump everyone in that case. You trump everyone. Yeah, I do. Ew. Trump. <laughs> You're so fucking stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. You know what? I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> talk to you i take it back i sometimes get into a point where i just don't go into any messages because i am so overwhelmed with responding to just one person because if i respond to one i should probably respond to the other ones oh sorry that we are not worth any of your time <sighs> it's just so overwhelming when you You're have so many people so talking to you all annoying. at once i'm okay you know what and i go i filter who i respond to based on how many check marks they have by their name i believe it <laughs> I believe that. No, there's actually a girl from um, Bollywood. She's like a Bollywood movie star. And she reached out to me and wants to do a collab. And she wanted to do like a split screen dance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's that sounds cool, but it's overwhelming. Because I'm like, I don't know any of these songs. And how do we do it? And so I've been avoiding her for like weeks. And I feel so bad. Because she's like a big deal. And I'm just like too overwhelmed to think about it. Anyway, okay. let's move on. That's not what this episode's about. <laughs> I have therapy on Wednesday. Oh my god. So. I'm just tired right now. You're tired? Yeah, I'm tired. You know what? It is exhausting. Having to suck in all the energy from the world and people around you. I bet you are tired. <laughs> it's even harder when that energy comes from people who are toxic. <laughs> Caleb. 
love the leeway is not That it. wasn't a good transition. <laughs> but I tried. I was grasping. So today, we're going to talk about friendships and mm-hmm. also toxic friends. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, it actually sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're toxic friends. <laughs> I want to talk about like I want to talk about like actual friendships first. Like okay. let's let's say something nice about friendship. <laughs> what? I have no idea. I just also feel like the town that we came from, we were taught that you interact with people and you're kind to them based on how mean you are to them. It's like if you really like them, then you're just like mean to your friends. Oh my god, yeah. So it's really hard for us to, like, give compliments. That's why we don't hug. Well, we don't hug because Haley has her own trauma, but. (laughs) There are certain people I can't hug. I can hug people. You can't hug me. I can't hug you. (laughs) I can't hug you. I don't know why. It's not right. You know it's not right. It's not. It's not right. I don't know why. Like, I'm (laughs) thinking about it. It's, like, giving me anxiety. Um, Oh, my God. So what? Something nice? <laughs> what is the note? You have the notes, Caleb. The note is friends you have now. <laughs> <laughs> friends you have now. Oh, what I mean is like... <laughs> no. I have... Um... <laughs> what did we mean by that? We wrote these together. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um... <laughs> I swear to God, this podcast hasn't even started. <laughs> I just turned on night shift and said, do not disturb. Okay, hold on. What do I mean by friends you come um, down? Just like relationships. Like maybe like your circle. Like, yeah. Like what, how do you define your like friendship circle? I have two friends. <laughs> I have Haley and Allison. <laughs> and that's about it. It's not true. Uh-huh. Caleb asked me like one time, he was like talking about like who he would invite to his wedding and he was like, do I have any real friends? Who's my friend? He, I feel like you ask me that all the time. I but do. you have a lot of friends. Like you're a very social person. I just think that you feel like everything is surface level. I just feel like, like maybe I'm not you are, really. Maybe you are surface level. Oh God. Maybe everyone else is your friend, but you're not theirs. Oh, oh. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, that's some twisted shit. Um, so friends you have now. Okay. I love my friends. I have I have you and Karen and Allison, but then I also have all my friends from home. I have a lot of friends in LA yeah, too. You do. But um I obviously with the pandemic, like it's hard to like hang out with people and like there there were kind of like already new friends, but um I don't know. But my friends from home I've had forever. I've had the same like mm-hmm. five friends from home since High school. I think that's very common within our group. We all have very old friends. Yeah. And I feel like it took us a while to start making new friends out here, which I, th- I think we'll get to yeah. later. But um, d- what is, well, I guess, how would you define friendship? <laughs> <laughs> um, To me in particular, I feel like um, because... I don't know. I'm just such a ride or die type of bitch. Mm-hmm. And so like if I consider you my friend, like I feel like I would do the most. Mm-hmm. Like I do the most and I kind of I don't like expect that in return, but I tend to flock to people who are also ride or die. 
Yeah. So yeah. friendship. You're a cancer. <laughs> so friendship to me is just ride or die. <laughs> so you're making a commitment for your life. This is a, yeah. This is a commitment. This uh, is a long term thing, and like especially like with our friends being back home and stuff, like. I like the type of friends who, like, I don't have to, not that I can't, but, like, I don't need to, like, check in on them every single day. Like, I can go a few days without talking to them or, like, even sometimes, like, a month or something if, like, things are crazy and then, like, I talk to them mm-hmm. and it's, like, no time has passed. That's what I love. My favorite friends are the ones that you can actually not talk to for a while and it not feel weird when you yeah. do. Yeah. But I also feel like the best friends are the friends that you can grow with and change with. Yeah. And I think that's how those relationships continue to prosper and flourish is because you are constantly going on the journey of life together and not like staying in the same place. And I think that's why people drift apart too is because in life there are so many different paths to take so it's only natural to drift apart. Right. And so then when you find those friends that you take like the life path with you it becomes that more like solidified that you're just like life partners like oh exactly (laughs) Exactly. oh you're here too you're here to stay (laughs) got it all right we're in this together yeah i think definitely as you get older like i i don't know if it's very common to have as many friends like from high school or like college i made a lot of my friends in college as well um i don't know how common it is to have friends that old especially when you live across the country but um yeah, I feel like that's like a big thing. I don't even know what I'm trying to fucking say. I mean, I think <laughs> I like literally have no idea. That's it. That's, that's, the, that's the thought. That's the thought. <laughs> um, I mean, we're still also so young, so I don't, I don't. I know, but I feel old. That's true. I feel so. old. I think a lot of people, have especially college whenever friends, like you have the same friends for ten, like ten years. You made so many friends in college, and I feel like. I made one friend in college who I also went to high school with, so that really doesn't count. I know. I made a Margo. You made a Margo. <laughs> what a special thing to make. You made that. I made that. <laughs> she came from me. She did come from you. <laughs> you swept her up. <laughs> and you said, Margo. Said, She's mine. <laughs> you said, get off the floor. Get out of that the was, toilet. <laughs> that was Mally, who's also my oldest friend ever. And, then, and actually, Mally and Margo met first, and then Mally introduced me. Actually, made all my friends through Mally. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I, thing I can think of when I think of Mally is Pita Pit. Oh my gosh. Because Every single time she would order Pita Pit and then pass out drunk or go throw up. And I then would eat, eat it. <laughs> including i would eat mine and then i would eat hers oh my god that's so disgusting um okay so for people who don't know where did we meet me and you yeah we met in high school in show choir and i was the first alto he was the first tenor and we sat right next to each other i think i was the second tenor at that time no your first i was because i sat because the first tenors were on the first row and we literally sat right next to each other oh oh you're right yeah yeah, I think I started as like a baritone and then second tenor and then I got moved up to first tenor when there was nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I specifically remember this one time, like, we were like, fr- you were friends with Alyssa and mm-hmm. who was my friend, but, um, so Who's that's- my ex-girlfriend. Right, but at the time she was my, like, we became like best friends during mm-hmm. that time, like my freshman year. And so that's kind of like how I got to be close to you. But I specifically remember this one time we were standing and we were singing. And all of a sudden I looked over and you had fallen down. <laughs> <laughs> you had fallen, like, we weren't doing anything. 
standing there and singing and i swear to god you slipped and you fell on your ass i was like i like him <laughs> like that's funny <laughs> i hate myself that also happened to me in um my third grade uh recital i was on the singing on the risers and we were just singing and it was televised on channel nine, Not channel nine. and i went down for a solo and just went <laughs> Oh my god, that's um, so funny. So yeah, we bonded over singing and dancing. We did. Now, um, a good segue from this is friends that you have in high school that you kind of keep for a while. Do you feel like the obligation to stay friends with them? <laughs> Why I just like, broke the clip? <laughs> Why aren't you like you're just asking? You're just talking, I'm like interviewing you're, you're you. You're talking at me. I am talking at you. Um, <laughs> Personally, I've struggled a lot with obligation because I feel so guilty when I don't keep in contact or when I don't like stay friends with people because I don't want them to think I think I'm too good for them mm -hmm. or that we, I just don't want to talk to them that. anymore. I don't know why I'm doing that. Um, <laughs> but it's it's weird because a lot of the friends I have that I've stayed friends with, I really do love. Mm -hmm. And they are some of my best friends. But it is interesting, that feeling of obligation. I think also the position that we're in is different too because then there's an element of like oh you're too good for us like you don't want to be our friend anymore mm -hmm. so what do you i don't know i don't really like i understand like um what i feel like for me like, all of my friends especially back home are like kind of on a different life path than me like oh like super excited to get married and like have kids and i'm over here like i'm just in my little apartment <laughs> <laughs> new hall <laughs> So I think in that sense, it's bec it becomes like, yeah, like I still like love you and I'm still ride or die for you. But it's interesting to see how friendship plays out when you have like two different life paths, but mm -hmm. you still love each other so much. And like whenever I go home, it's always like a great time or whatever. But it is really interesting to like see how priorities in your own life affect friendships outside of mm -hmm. your life. But... That being said, I don't think that's like a bad thing. I think it's no. amazing because I get to like watch these milestones. Like my best friend just yeah. announced she was pregnant ah! today. And I'm so excited because I'm going to be an aunt and I don't have any siblings. So this is my only <laughs> chance. And I'm going to grasp at my aunt role. So that yeah. child is going to be <laughs> yours. Yeah. Take that child <laughs> for my own. She is your new Margot. <laughs> Yeah. But it's things like that. Like, I'm like, whoa, my best friend is pregnant. Like, I am mm -hmm. nowhere, nowhere near it's, that yeah, such like, a... realm of life. But and I think it... it's interesting because then, like, I get to live, like, two lives in one. Mm -hmm. And those, are the, again, the friends that you can go home with and it can be, like, nothing changed. Yeah. But you're still on different paths, but you're still, like, in the same, like, mindset. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah, I love go I love going home and just like being just like okay, like grounded. It sounds mm -hmm. so stupid because like, but like living in LA does get a little like isolating and it does get a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So like when I go home and I have that time to like ground myself with people who really know me, not like you and Cameron and Allison don't, but like still, yeah, like who really know me and like it's just it's so mm -hmm. refreshing. Yeah, I think which is so weird because I would never think that going back home to Indiana would be refreshing. Mm -hmm. And I think that, too, we both have had, like, tumultuous relationships with family. 
And oh, so yeah. we really all our friends were our family for yeah. a while. One hundred percent. Like I used to live with my best friend. Like I lived with her for like mm-hmm. years. So it's like that sense of like home that yeah. you get when you're with them. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, friends I, d- I feel like definitely I've like I take them as my own and they are mine and they are like my family. And I feel like they feel the same way about me too because mm-hmm. I kind of like like once again like if I'm your friend, like I make it very clear like I'm right or die. Mm-hmm. And you know what, so are you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been really moving across the country. It hasn't felt for me personally that different than like being at college two hours away. It's like if you're going to make the effort, you're going to make the effort. It's probably going to be around special events Mm -hmm. or certain times. And that has worked out okay. But I just feel like social media has made it so much easier. Yeah. And like FaceTime and stuff. In contact. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't feel like there's that much pressure like to stay in touch because you're always really in touch. Yeah. So you don't feel like as much of an asshole. Not like writing them a card or something because yeah. you're always like seeing each other's posts. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. For sure. Um, I feel like I have always thought of myself as having like very few friends. I mm-hmm. feel like I have a lot of friends, but for me personally, I keep like who I truly love and care about very small. Yeah. Because I feel like I I don't know. I think there's something so special about people who really know you, like all of you. Mm-hmm. And I let like a certain group of people, I feel like, kind of see all of me. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't like to give that to kind of everybody else. But I do enjoy having like a big circle of friends. But at the end of the day, I think that I have like five I could count <laughs> on my hand that are like really I my friends. No, I get that. I think also too in LA it's it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people here especially in the influencer world they have so many friends mm-hmm. and I actually was listening to the pretty, the pretty basic podcast Alicia and Remy's podcast of the day and they're talking about if they don't have like friends from home that they like still keep in touch with red flag yeah. <gasps> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Because that means everyone else has cut them off. Right, right. And they're like, mm, if they live here and they're from somewhere else and they don't keep in touch, they don't have any friends from home that they give a shit about, no. Yeah. Next. Yeah, that's that weird. Is scary. What a good, like, red flag. I know. Coming from, especially from two huge influencers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, they're down ass bitches. So, oh like, my God, I, I love them so much. I love them so much. But, like, definitely is, like, a thing, especially here in L.A., like, there's some fake ass people mm-hmm. here. I mean, thankfully, we don't really come in contact with a lot of people. But I hear some crazy ass stories about mm-hmm. friends and, like, roommate situations and, like, things like that. And so I think as many signs as you can, you know, gather to find red flags in yeah. friends is great well it's hard because when you're friends with someone it's like you want to see the best in them Mm -hmm. and you want to move through things and at least like my like my personality is it must be me Mm -hmm. i must have done something wrong and it's really hard for me to like to cut someone out or to be like no like you've used too many chances yeah and i don't know if a lot of people go through that but i think especially when you're really close friends with someone you almost put on blinders and oh, yeah. it's really hard for you to be like, no, this is not a good situation. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because actually, 
Uh, like, I guess we can just talk about toxic friends. Toxic I, I friends thought that now. was a perfect segue. Yeah. Right? I was like, <laughs> yeah. go, girl. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, no, it was so good. Oh, someone asked me in my DMs the other day, like, something about toxic friends. And I was, and I was telling them, I was like, the thing about toxic friends is that, like, it never starts off that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you would never, like, like usually, like, you don't make a toxic friend. It just slowly turns into a toxic situation. And you, it's, like, a slow, like, day-by-day thing. Yeah. And then you wake up and you, like, don't even recognize this person. But, like, you, all you want to do is, like, remember all those good times you had, all the time and energy that you put into that friendship. Yeah. And that's all that you're thinking about is, like, the past situations and how the past was great. And so you're, like, I can't break up with this friend. Like, Ugh. they know it, They know everything about me. Like, now, it's like a relationship. Yeah, Literally worse than a relationship. So. Yeah, that's, it's just, <laughs> it's so difficult. And also, I think that. It's important to listen to other people too, maybe who have had experiences, because I've had experiences before where I've been friends with someone and people around me who I care about have been like, no, like that's, something's not right. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's fine. Everything is great. Like I can think of a few. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love giving people the benefit of the doubt. And I- You love that. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> And I think it's really hard. And I think I've stayed in friendships longer than I should have because I just don't want to let it go. But Mm -hmm. I think that there are certain signs that pop up when a friend starts to become toxic. And I think the first sign is that you are walking on eggshells around them. Yeah. If you like feel uncomfortable or you're like constantly mincing your words around them or worrying about offending them or hurt, like upsetting them. Yeah. That's probably a toxic friendship. Yeah. Mm. cuz you shouldn't like if especially like when they're your like your best friend mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's tough because then you just slowly just do it yeah like and not even think about it mm-hmm. and then then you slowly realize that like oh i'm not like being my just to myself. like keep the peace because then you do have fun times but right, only right, when right. they're happy right <sighs> <laughs> right if you like find yourself constantly like What's the word when you're like pushing your emotions aside to make someone else? Repressing? I guess if, yeah, if you're kind of like constantly repressing your feelings or desires and your main focus is to keep someone in a good mood. Yeah. Then like red flag. Red red flag. Red flag. That's red flag number three. (laughs) (laughs) And if you are giving more than you're getting... I would say that's also, that also gets complicated because I've been in a situation where I, a friend has been upset with me and like that was a relationship that I no longer have because they were putting in a lot of effort that I didn't really ask for. But it's kind of like when someone wants to be your friend, but they want to be your best friend. Yeah. They they have to be your best friend or nothing at all. Exactly. (laughs) And that's when it can also get toxic because they're trying to be such a good friend. I I can't imagine like feeling like I have to be best friends with someone. That's a weird feeling. Like, oh, they really love me. They really want to be my best friend. And then, I mean, I've been in that situation where it's like I have people who I love who are close to me and I meet someone new who wants to be my number one on my top eight. (laughs) And it's really hard because you don't want to like be an ass and like you can love that person and want to be their friend. But it's just really, if you ever feel like you're being manipulated or kind of forced into acting a certain way or being a certain way around someone, that's not 
I would say normal. Yeah. And that goes with like a lot of situations. Like it could be like, um, like once again, like what I was listening, this is just pretty basic. <laughs> Refurbished. <laughs> Regurgitated. <laughs> um, they were talking about like, um, how some people, especially here in LA, like if you don't dress a certain way, if you don't have certain friends, if like you feel like you have to be something you're not in order to have someone like like you or res- even like the bare mm-hmm. minimum like respect you, like that's not it. Like if yeah. you are around someone and you constantly feel less than them because like you're not exactly like them, like that's not mm-hmm. like a friend worth having. No, that it, that is a um. What's her name? Oh my gosh, the lead character of Mean Girls, or wait, what? What's Regina that? George? Regina George. That's <laughs> Regina George. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's not a good feeling for sure. Yeah. Um, how how do you feel about cutting people out of your life? Because for like me, I that's the last straw. I mean, yeah, I haven't. Thankfully for me. Have you had to cut anyone out? Oh. <laughs> I really like, I feel really blessed in the sense where I haven't had too many toxic relationships um, to that to that extent. I mean, obviously it's happened, but I feel like me, more so for me, like, I the friends that I don't have now, it's not because... I don't love or care about them, most of the time you just drift apart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's perfectly okay. Like, I have had many best friends, like, throughout my life. And, like, some last longer than others. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. Have you ever had to cut people off? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what? I've actually ran into people, I ran into both sides. I ran into people cutting me off Oh, yeah. Um, Actually, no, I cut them off. I cut. You know, I've just been on both sides. I'm verse. Um, I've been in a situation where I was cut off mm-hmm. by someone who I had met right after a breakup, mm-hmm. and You're I had ob- obviously been cut off from that person. So I was already yeah. feeling like an awful person. Yeah, just wanting to redeem myself and show someone that I'm worthy mm-hmm. of love. And so then I met a friend who kind of took the place I feel like of my ex Mm -hmm. and where I felt like I had somebody and they cared about me and we were interested in the same things and so we had a really close friendship and it was a girl and I kind of started the fitness marshal as we were being like very very close so she was a big part of it Mm -hmm. um but I think that <laughs> hold on. In my mind, I all I want to do is like comment and be like, she's watching this like, and it's like the eye emoji with like the with the lips. <laughs> uh, um, Sorry, go ahead. It's so no, funny. and it was a situation where I think that we were just. I had friends in my life that are already very important to me, and I think that we just weren't on the same page about what we meant to each other. And it was a lot more serious, I think, for her than it was for me. Although Mm -hmm. she was one of my very closest friends, it kind of felt like I was getting to the point where I was walking on eggshells or just worried about making her happy. Yeah. And I eventually, like, uh, when I met Cameron, things kind of fizzled out and other things happened too within the fitness marshal and whatnot. But um, I was cut out because I basically wasn't 
reciprocating the mm-hmm. energy that this person was putting into me. Yeah. And so that was kind of a mind trip because I was like, wait, well, I'm the toxic friend because you're, I'm not being as good of a friend to you as you. It was just. Yeah. It's weird when you want different things out of a friendship. Yeah. And that's this is an interesting situation because I didn't know this girl that and well. And this girl also really didn't like any of my. <laughs> <laughs> right. OK. So I didn't really know this girl. Um, I didn't like the vibe. I talked to your sister about it. She didn't like the vibe. Um, and we had collectively, I feel like, told you that we didn't like the vibe. Yeah. And you just like went on anyway. You're like, no, 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 no. And so that brings me to one of my poll questions. If someone warns you about a friend, do you take their word for it or do you find it for yourself? And only 14% of y'all said take their word. (laughs) And 86% of y'all said, find out yourself. I understand that. You want to mm-hmm. give people the benefit of the doubt. You don't want to just like go off of what everyone else says because they didn't do anything personal to you yet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, could have saved yourself a little bit of of a headache yeah. if you would just like listen, especially to the people that you trust, not just like a random like Jane off the street. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like her. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I find that interesting because I feel like, especially on the outside looking in, you've if like one of your closest friends or like your family is like, eh, I'm not, I'm not vibing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I understand the immediate, like, no, like I'm, this is my friend. Yeah. Like she's, she's so nice and she's so helpful and she's such a good friend to me. And she apparently really was a good friend to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I find that interesting. Cause I yeah. feel like if someone were to warn me about someone, I'd be like, <sighs> I just am, I feel like everyone is different with different people. Yeah. So it's like you can be your best self with someone and someone else can bring out the worst in you. So yeah. I don't know. I, I would, I would do it again. Yeah. You learned a lesson. What? You would do it again. Yeah. You, yeah. You learned a lesson from it. As in like, I would do the same thing again. Wait, what are you saying? I would like, I would still like give someone the, the benefit of the doubt. I know. The I know. Time. But you learned a lesson from oh, it. Oh, I is, did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> I was like, no, I'd be your friend again. <laughs> okay, so another poll question I asked um, is, do you cut off your toxic friends completely or do you slowly distance yourself? I slowly distance myself, mm-hmm. for sure. What did they say? Or what did you say? What do you think? Um... I really haven't had many situations like this. So this is all very interesting. I've had like maybe two. But I feel like most of the time it's like some kind of mesh. Yeah. Of like slowly like backing away. And before I can like dissipate into the abyss, like I cut you off right as you like (laughs) see me disappearing. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, um, 47% of you guys said cut off and 53% of you guys said slowly distance. So, so half and half, okay. which once again, we can introduce the meshing system mm-hmm. of both. Right. We've <laughs> <laughs> got a hybrid, yeah. hybrid model. My next question was, if you had a, the chance to reconcile with your toxic friend, would you? And I'm just like, they, I, you. <laughs> 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 if they, uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. 
saying is like they're they were toxic for a if reason. Were, like they, I'm sure you guys yeah. have probably talked it out around in circles, around in circles. Like nothing's probably has changed. There's a difference between I think it's so important to make be able to make up with people or like reconcile with people but if it's entered the toxic territory i think that's when it's like you don't need to go back there right you can be like there's a difference between like i feel like having hatred for someone like mm-hmm. and tongues or like just knowing that this is what's best for everyone Mm-hmm. And like you don't have to hate them, you don't you don't have to hate each other. You can yeah. love each other from a distance, but just knowing that that's okay to love them from a distance. You don't need them in mm-hmm. your life to love them from a distance. And it's not. It doesn't mean that that person is a a bad person, right? Or like incapable of being a good friend to somebody else. It's just right. like whatever it is between you two, it's not it's something not you can work out. Mm-hmm. And I think there are always two sides to every story and everyone has their own truth, their own lens that they view the world from. And so sometimes they just don't align and that's okay. But it if it's toxic, it's toxic and you shouldn't try to to poison yourself. Mm. <laughs> you, really, <laughs> you really thought you did something there. <laughs> Okay, 18% of y'all said yes, that you would reconcile, but 82% of y'all said no. So, good for you guys. Well, yeah, they're like, no, we've been around this too many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I also asked, what's harder, a friend breakup or a relationship breakup? Caleb? I mean, just, I can only speak from personal experience, and it's been a relationship breakup. Interesting. Um, I would say a friend breakup. Mm-hmm. Because relationships, you always, like, you're like, I'm not saying you go into it, no one's going to end. Yeah. But I'm just like, you know, shit happens. People have, I feel like, more relationships than they have, like, strong friendships. Right, like, when you have, like, like friendships, when you think about friendships, you have to think about, like, how long you've had these friendships, like, 15, like, years, mm-hmm. 20 years, you know what I mean? And so, that'd be hard to, like, one day, like, have to break up with a friend you've had yeah. for 15 years that like you go to when your relationship is mm-hmm. crumbling. I feel like the difference though with friend breakups is usually friends like you gradually grow apart and breakups are like, oh, today's the day we're not today. together anymore. <laughs> today is the day. <laughs> and it's really hard to untangle as opposed to like a friend. Yeah. But what do they say? 70% of y'all said friend breakup is harder. Wow. Which I concur. I, that makes sense. It that makes sense. Make sense. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. What? I was just thinking about my breakup with Allison. Oh, my God. That was sad. That'd be a good podcast. No, it wouldn't. That wouldn't be a good podcast. We could just lay it out. hash it out. There's really nothing to hash out now. I feel like we've already... (laughs) I feel like the first time that we ever, like, you, Allison, and I traveled together in Cameron, she had the deep eddies, and we hashed it out. We did. But, like, not in, like, a mean way. Like, we just, like, laid it out on the table. I don't even really remember that conversation. I That's just so probably, No, I think we were just sloshed. But whatever happened was good. It was good. Uh, we woke up feeling good. It's just funny because I feel like in multiple, in, like, a podcast and a vlog, I've been, like, this is what happened with Allison. But we've never really, no one really knows. And I think that's so interesting. And I don't know if anyone ever can know. T, 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 T. Okay, so I asked you guys. This is your chance to shine. Okay, I love these little chances for you guys to shine. I haven't gone through these yet, so just give me a second. But I asked you guys um, advice for people getting out of a toxic relationship. And someone said, 
um, talk about it once, and if nothing changes at all, take that as a permission to distance yourself. Oh, wow, that person does not give second chances. No, no, <laughs> Mm-mm-mm, I get that. <sighs> give it time, and you will realize when you remove negative energy, life gets better. I feel that. Mm-hmm. You have to work on your self-esteem so that you feel worthy of leaving. Oh. You guys, like, literally, like, oh. be my life coach. Oh, my gosh. That just hit me hard. That hit me right in my fucking sunshine. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. This. <laughs> Sorry. This just hit me hard. This hit me hard. Just cut them off. Being alone is better than being lonely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That. Oh, my Oh my god. That's good. That is That's so it's good. Too good. I'm still reading. Oh my god. They love they love this. There are so many we could do a whole that could be the whole episode. <laughs> I know, just, I know. I'm just reading these. Reading them. Okay, this is this is a positive one. More in the friendship, which I think is like great. Like mm-hmm. you need to like have that time to like go through it. Because it is, in a lot of ways, harder than, like, a relationship. And think about how hard a relationship yeah. is. Um, mourn the friendship and have gratitude for the good aspects and lessons learned. Yeah. That's, I feel like, a the biggest thing. Because the people who aren't in my life anymore, I've learned some valuable lessons. Yes. But I think it's also, it's, it is important because everyone's going to have relationships that don't work out mm-hmm. in some way. And so the best thing you can do is again take those lessons and the positives because what you don't want to do is end up having regret or anger or resentment, resentment and then yeah. you carry that with you and it can last i swear to you for the rest of your life and it can infiltrate in all the rest of your relationships and friendships exactly and you can feel angry unworthy like everyone's out to get you because this one person hurt you it's like if you never learn to like move on or forgive whatever happened forgiveness is a big thing it's so powerful and i was talking to Mm -hmm. mm, yeah huh just someone close to me who my mom oh (laughs) (laughs) who has like she it her and my dad have been divorced i i don't think she'll care if i say this her and my dad have been divorced for like the better part of the decade and every time I talk to her, it's like it just happened to her. Yeah. And she's just as angry, just as hurt and upset. And it's just like, it's really scary. And not to invalidate her feelings or what happened, but no matter what happens to you, you can't allow someone else to have power over the way that you feel the rest of your life mm-hmm. or control your self-worth or your other relationships. Because that's, when you cut someone off, your power is that you don't have to let them do that anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't have to own you or control your thoughts. So, like, don't cut someone off. The worst thing you can do is cut someone off and still let them control you. Right, 100%. Then, like, just go be with them again. Like, right. if you're ready to this, cut them off. If you're off, feeling like, the same, like, the whole po- the, that was the whole point of cutting mm-hmm. them out is to not feel that way anymore. Yeah. Another thing I think is, like, when you do cut someone off or, like, you do break up with a friend or, like, you have a big falling out is to let yourself in those like moments and like however long it takes you to actually feel that like 
pain and like maybe a bit of resentment and like all the feelings that come with like cutting someone off like let yourself feel that in the moment so then you're not feeling it for the rest of your life mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. like because if you if you're like no oh, it's fine no oh, it's fine no oh, yeah. it's fine like you're just gonna it's gonna keep building if you don't yeah. acknowledge the pain that you mm-hmm. actually feel from losing that person mm-hmm. i think that goes with so many different aspects of life i mean even with like sadness or anxiety or friends just like allowing yourself in general to feel feelings as they come yeah it's so much better because then you're not running from those feelings and yeah. running from feelings are a lot scarier than just facing them because then you you're, you're you're running from them and you don't even see them so you just imagine them to be worse than they even are yeah nice picture you're painting i just saw I, it in i my saw mind. it in my i mind. saw the big monster. i love the imagery <laughs> Another thing, actually, real quick, I want to say is that for me, and I'm only saying this because I feel like someone else probably feels the same way. I'm definitely someone who goes out of my way to, like, make someone comfortable. And I don't see that as a bad thing for myself. I actually, like, like that about myself. And I don't, like, want to change that. I think it's just, like, a part of my personality and who I am. And so when I feel like, and like and a few like past relationships friendships i felt like i was like doing everything to make this person comfortable all the time or mm-hmm. these people and <laughs> <laughs> and um it became a point where like my energy was just like constantly drained i was always worried about like or oh, are they like okay like i feel like i had to take care of this person and i enjoy taking care of people but that's why it was i think that's why it's hard for someone like me to spot someone who's like taking advantage of that cuz you're used to being like the perf- like the caretaker yeah like and i enjoy that role like i embrace that role but like only to a certain extent and i think find I think that, but I think that with that, like, relationship with that person, I was able to find that boundary for myself, if anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and when you were in it? Yeah, like, I was like, okay, this yeah. is it. <laughs> That's as much as I can take, you know? Uh, but you also are someone who, in that situation, you loved, you gave more chances than I thought you should have. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, here you go, here you go. Because once again, because I think at that time already, I had already assumed in my mind, assumed the role like, I am the one who has to fix this. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who has to take care of the situation. Yeah, I think just to sum it up, losing friends is really, really hard and it's really messy. And it, it can, again, be messier than a relationship because it's, it's not like, oh, you cheated on me or something. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, you have like, manipulated me and gaslit me and kind of messed with my psyche for so long that I am losing who I even am Mm -hmm. and what I even want because I'm so worried about not setting off the volcano right and it's just really sad but again all the people that I've lost I still I don't hate any of them Mm -hmm. I think that I think of even friends like I did have a toxic friend I've had I would say less than three toxic friends but there's a toxic friend who I even have like reconciled with and like or made up with or even actually I think all almost all of them. Mm-hmm. But we still we keep a distance and it's yeah. a healthy distance. But we don't have to. We check in on each other every once in yeah. a while or like whatever. But there's like 
and understood like we are not what we were, but we can still appreciate the lessons that we've learned from each other. Yeah. And I think that's like the best place to get to. Because through relationships and friendships, you learn about yourself. Like mm -hmm. you, you would never know about yourself when you just sit in, in a dark room alone. Mm -hmm. Like you have to like have trial and error with other people as hard as it is to find out more about yourself. And that's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay. Recommendations for the week. I have a good one. I wrote down my intention and my recommendation. Oh, oh my God. Go ahead. So he's ready. My intention, <laughs> my intention this week is to proofread. No, no, I didn't ask oh. about your intention. I asked you about your recommendation. My recommendation this week, um, I is Will and Grace, the new series because it's something that I loved when I was younger, mm -hmm. and it was on until 2006, and then went off the mm -hmm. air for good. And if you don't know Will and Grace, it was like the first show that represented um, like LGBTQ characters and like a normal like like having well, I normal painted them in a good light. Yeah, and it was also the first show that I think had a gay lead. Mm -hmm. which was wild and so when that show and it was also just one of the funniest shows on television the dynamic was incredible and so when it ended everyone was really sad and then around the time trump got elected with all the like the political everything going on they did like a test pilot and it came back because the test pilot was received so well just like on facebook mm -hmm. and so they did like 50 more episodes from uh through like 2020 and i just finished it last night and i was literally like crying because it was oh so God. It just is one of those shows. It's not like the plot is extremely intense. You don't it's have to like, like nostalgic focus. and it's just like a good. It's like Shit's Creek almost. It's just yeah. like you can enjoy the show. There's funny jokes. You're gonna laugh and smile. And it just I also makes feel you like feel Will good. and Grace. I've only seen a few episodes, but it was always like smart comedy. Yeah, yeah, uh, which I enjoy very much. So I just feel like it's perfected now. So if you have time, I would suggest the new series or the new season of Will and Grace on Cute. Hulu. I also have like a lighthearted recommendation. Can you believe it? Whoa. Not Immigration <laughs> Nation? <laughs> well, I do recommend the DNC. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that yet. Well, I gave you everything you need to know. I okay. wrote it all down for you. <laughs> you are my Philip DeFranco. <laughs> um, Haley texted me, by the way, and said that she was taking a break from politics. And I swear to you, not like an hour later, she was posting stories like fighting with people. So <laughs> I wasn't fighting. I was just stating. <laughs> Um, I started Selena Gomez's new show on HBO, the her cooking show, and oh. I really, really love it. I think it's so fun. Um, I love I love Selena Gomez. I hate when people are like, oh, Selena Gomez, you know, fuck you. I love Selena Gomez, and the show is so good. She has some real ass chefs on there. They're cooking some hard ass shit, and respect. Is it? So, and and it is lighthearted. It's, it's not like here's some like like ice pops. And speaking of ice, abolish them. <laughs> That's your cooking show. <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's really hearted, and um, she's just she's. It's hard. Like she's having a hard time. Like it's funny. She gets she gets frustrated. Because she's not like a chef. No, she loves cooking, and she's like, I don't know how to cook. And I think it's funny to see Selena Gomez like get mad. <laughs> That's like just something nice to watch. It's really nice. Like it's. I really enjoy it. Um. Do you have a an intention for this week? My intention for this week, and it's very simple, and it is to stop being so cynical. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just think some positive thoughts. Like, write down a positive thought a day. Uh-huh. 
That's good. That's that, that good. is good. No, that is good. I just feel like maybe Ooh, you need sad? like more of a detox. <laughs> I think you might need to just like take a break. From... I think 70 days to the election is not the time to take a break. You're right. You're right. I'm but... on the campaign trail. <laughs> you are on the campaign trail. <laughs> um, What's your intention, Kebab? My intention this week is to proofread my text messages and my... <laughs> yeah, you've been really uh, bad. I... Whenever you do text me back, it's always like, I'm always like, how to send at least three more messages to clarify what you said. Um, every, and it's been every comment. The other day I posted on <laughs> iWoo's page about them firing a gay employee. Yeah. And I was like, this is absolutely wrong. <laughs> I am so furious about this. <laughs> and I went back like... Three hours later, and I was like, "You look so stupid." And then <laughs> with I a check mark beside your fucking check. name. <laughs> and then all of my tweets that day were messed up. And then I would go and fix them and retweet them. The worst thing is when you tweet something, it's wrong. Delete it. Tweet it again, and there's a new spelling mistake, which <laughs> constantly happens. So I'm really, really trying to just proofread before I send. Oh, that's very. How is that? How are you gonna down me for mine? And then I, yours is I'm gonna proofread my text. Because mine is something I can tangibly do and I can improve upon. <laughs> I can't even speak approve upon. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Coffee with my ex. <laughs> the way that you like bob your head. <laughs> Coffee. <laughs>